welcome to the podcast. This is You Gotta Watch This, and I am your host, Aaron, and with me is your host, Nick. We're gonna get a takedown notice. <laughs> so, as you might have guessed from a couple seconds of that uh, theme song, this is an MCU podcast, uh-huh. and we watch every film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe yep. in order. We watch them from the beginning to the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, we might pause it, but it's the whole movie. I had to pee a couple times. Yeah, a whole movie in a row, though. We don't watch the middle and then the end and the beginning. Right, because that wouldn't make sense. No, beginning, middle, and end. Yep. Uh, all the scenes. We're pretty conventional that way. Yeah, all the scenes in order. And then we talk about it in a hour-long podcast format. But it's not as simple as that. Why not? Things aren't always as they seem, Nick. You see, I am very familiar with these movies. Yeah. I've watched them many times. I could probably sit down at a desk and just with a pen and like write out the maybe not the scripts but at least the the general outline of how every movie goes yeah. without should, having to look on the internet you should just try that i sometime. might do it one day yeah but you couldn't do that because no. you're watching these movies for the first time with I, me exactly i had to switch it uh, the beginning of the series i had said you haven't watched any of these uh-huh. but at this point that is just that is a lie. I've seen you, a lot of them now. You've seen 11 at this point. Is it really 11? This is movie number 11. You've Holy actually seen... Holy cow. You've actually seen 13 so I've of seen them. seen a couple more, yeah. Yeah, so... But, but you're watching this through for the first time because you were very uh, uninterested, uh-huh. is a polite way to say it, yeah. in watching these movies when they were airing, and it took me coming up with the idea of this podcast to trick you into finally watching them. <laughs> yep, and it's working. So... Even when you tell me the trick, it still works somehow. Yeah, yeah we're still doing it. It, it. It's a really good trick that way. <laughs> well, I'm a trickster. <laughs> so, we just watched Avengers Age of Ultron, uh-huh. and I'm dying to hear your hot take. Okay. I really enjoyed this one. Uh-huh. Um, it didn't, like... I I don't know. It was it was a big. It was you know you got to see everybody. You got crazy big action sequences. It felt like a lot was at stake, which is what you want in an Avengers movie. You want it to feel like man, like it's like the world is pretty much at stake, and it was. And I guess just despite all of that, it didn't like wow me maybe the, as much as the first one did, or like what as much as some of the mo- more recent movies we've watched have. It was still really great. Yeah, it's you're you are are right. It's um, it's a lot of people think like that. So you might be surprised to know, or maybe not surprised, but uh, this is actually on uh when people rank it, this is near the bottom of a lot of people's lists. Okay, actually, it it's got all the pieces. Yeah, it's got all the action, and it's uh-huh. got. A great villain in James Spader does uh-huh. a fantastic job. Yeah. But they just don't quite fit together right. And it I don't just know felt what like about it. It was too much almost. Yeah. Like the way the movie starts, it just starts, you know, in the middle of them attacking a, a, a yeah. base, you know, which, and that's the whole movie just feels that way. That it's just yeah. like racing pell mell toward the. It's, it's very breathless. Its conclusion. Yeah. Um, I think there's some really good, really good moments in it. I, I would say great moments yeah. in it. Yeah. Um, but I think as a whole. Every time I watch it, I think like I'm I'm excited to give it another try, and every time it it does fall a little flat. Yeah, I will say the last third of it I really enjoy. Yeah, I think the the battle on Sokovia is pretty cool. Uh-huh. I like the idea of the flying city. I love where we got a lot of the Avengers like breaking stuff for <laughs> most of it. Like a good portion of this sequence is them trying to save people, yeah. and like that's just what they're doing. Like right. they're not fighting and like hoping people run away fast enough they're like no i'm gonna uh, they're protecting people by by fighting the robots but they're also like the number one mission is getting as many people out as possible for sure yeah and it's different it's neat to see that it's neat and i I don't know so i I do like that piece and that whole back third feels very good to me but i there's definitely parts especially in the middle where it drags a little Mm -hmm. um but anyway that's my hot take (laughs) (laughs) um now that we're in here let's um Let's do your your three minute recap. Okay. So this is a segment where you are timed. It is a challenge, and your goal is to get as much detail as you can and recap the events of the f- the film 
yep. um, in three minutes. And I, um, in the last couple ones, I was really re- mean. I played a trick on you, and <laughs> you, I you were really mean. I was mean and rude, and I would try to interrupt you and, yeah, and throw you, you off. And meanie. how am I going to do that this time? This time it's it's straightforward because this is a big movie and it's a lot going on. I just so, don't think I believe you. So I'm just going to sit quietly. Okay. And um, it's, it's fine. So if, if I you do, do interrupt you, it's really important. Oh, and you should stop. <laughs> I'll stop and listen. <laughs> so you know, because I don't, I don't intend to. Uh, do those childish things. But anyway, okay. your, your time started so a few I, seconds ago. Th- oh, God, oh, God. <laughs> so childish. Okay. So the Avengers take this Hydra base, and they find two enhanced people there. They get Loki's spear, and it turns out there's like an AI inside it. Uh, and it looks like there's a stone. And it takes uh, – uh, so they're working on it, and it takes over, and it kills Jarvis, uh, and it interprets uh, World Peace mission uh, as to end the Avengers. That's how it interprets World Peace, and it's like I'm just going to end the, the world. That's how World Peace is This isn't achieved. really a milestone, but I just no, want to no, let no, you no, know no. that you've been Crashes. using some of your so, seconds. Uh, and then it's using the them spear. by me talking. Um, so he steals the spear. Ultron – Gets uh, the vibranium, and uh, then uh, everybody has a big fight. Um, Scarlet Witch gets in everybody's minds, and everybody has crazy visions. Um, Banner hulks out, and Iron Man is trying to contain him, but he, like, really wrecks this place. And so many people die. I just want to say that you've got a minute has been used. Oh, gosh. And okay. Go, they they all go to, quote, unquote, the safe house, which is... Did you is, think I meant you had a minute left? Yes, which is Hawkeye's uh, family it's farm. Minutes. It's two minutes. Ultron uh, gets Dr. Cho to build him a body from vibranium in now. her cradle, um, but it turns out Fury is also at the safe house, and so they kind of, like, reconvene and have some, you know, nice moments. Um, Ultron makes a body, and he puts... Did the, you say the part about the Hulk stone smashing? from so the spear? Oh my god! And into the uh, I, I and so it's an part. infinity stone. So he puts the infinity stone uh, into this new body he's making. So Thor and um, the other doctor, I can't remember his name, go to this magic pool, which was really dumb. We'll talk about that. And he has this magic vision uh, of the four infinity stones. Ultron's body's not done. He has to move it. Um, Cho almost gets killed, Is and there's this, this big chase Hulk scene. Smashes? Yes, Hulk smashes. They steal the unfinished body. Um, Ultron uh, also takes. Natasha Romanov. Iron Man wants to put Jarvis in the body, um, but uh, Bruce Banner's like, hey, we're just doing the same thing again. So Cap tries to stop the them. Then, no, no, no. <laughs> then, then the kids uh, join him, um, and they call it the Mind Stone officially. And then they create a new thing, this Mind Stone creation creature, who I'm sure has a name. <laughs> and then uh, they go to Sokovia because uh, they know uh, Ultron's there, and they evacuate the city for once. Uh, there's a big fight. Um, Ultron takes a big chunk of the Earth. He's going to meteor the so Earth with a, it. There with is the a city. penalty for finishing early. Yeah. <laughs> No, there's not. So you know. It means I double win. Fury shows uh, shows up with the helicarrier and you they evacuate everyone. Seconds and you didn't even uh, talk about your The fast guy um, sacrifices himself to save Hawkeye, and then um, the other twin kills Ultron, and then uh, the good guys 20, blow up the 20 city. Seconds left, and they win. Done. Okay. Well, you have to deduct. Seventeen seconds left. Seventeen million points get deducted. <laughs> That's a million points oh, per man. second. Did you seriously though? Did you talk about Hulk smashing up Johannesburg? Uh-huh. I did. <laughs> I, I did. must have missed it when I was interrupting. I said, yeah, he did. <laughs> um, I said, uh, Banner Hulk's out. Iron Man tries to contain him, and so many people die. Yeah, a lot of people died. That was really bad. Um, let's. I want to talk about that. But I'm really proud of myself, by the way. Well, are you proud of I'm me? I'm glad somebody is. <laughs> oh, just kidding. No, Good job. No. Don't pet my knee. <laughs> That's how you know. So let's. I think we should start by talking about the Infinity Stones. Yeah, let's do it. Um, so here's the thing. Um, he refers to it as the Mind Stone. Yep. And I think I've made some oblique comment earlier. I don't think it was even on mic where I mentioned that these stones have more than one name. Uh huh. And so this was the scepter, Loki's scepter. Yeah. And now Thor's calling it the Mind Stone. He says it several times. Yeah. Um, so it's not revealed in these movies yet. In fact, I looked to see when it would be so that I could finally use the real names instead of their, you know, container names. Yeah, yeah. But um, it's not till like almost the end of the series that they explicitly say the stones. So I I, uh, I think we should have come to a compromise mm-hmm. Um, at this point, when this movie came out, everybody, when they got home from the theater, went online and Googled Infinity Stones. And uh, these are from the comics. And in the comics, they are all named. They're all some sort of element or aspect yeah. of life. So um, with your permission, I'll go ahead and tell you what those six are um, so we can start categorizing the stones because we've seen four at this so point. So let me get this straight. You want to spoil? Yes. 
And it's not really a spoiler. <laughs> it's not really a spoiler because we're going back to the original text. These are adaptations, mind you. <laughs> and and this is information that anybody would have had when they were watching. I'm just it. giving you a hard time. I can't. I I just I want to know so bad. Okay, so so I'll tell you. I'll tell you the stones. Yeah. We know this one's the this mind. This is the stone. mind stone. It's yellow. And there's five more stones. I'm gonna tell you all the stones. And then we're gonna play a game. You're gonna to have to guess which of which of the other th- of the three stones. Oh, we've fun seen. game! And you match them up. Okay. Who, which one's which? Yeah, okay. Yeah. So there's the space stone. Okay. I think that's the purple one. There's the power stone. Okay. There's the reality stone. Okay. There's the soul stone. Okay. And then there's the time stone. Okay. In I, addition to the mind stone. Oh gosh. So which ones do you think we've seen? We've seen the mind stone. Three others out of those five. So space stone, purple one. Okay. Is that right? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, the blue one mm-hmm. is the space stone. I'm also not going to tell you if you're right or not. Oh, <laughs> this is not a fun game. <laughs> it's just you guessing. No, I guess I'll... Well... Tell, just... No, mm. you... Let's reason it out. Reason it out. Oh, what do you come think? come on. Well, uh, let's... You know what? How about this? Think about it. We'll come back Infinity Watch. Okay. We'll talk the about end, it then. And we'll loop around okay, to it. So fair have enough. that in your head. Okay. Space, power, reality, soul, time. Heart, wind, okay. fire. Uh, we move on. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, let's talk about... Let's talk about... Uh, since you missed it in your recap, let's talk about Hulk smashing up Johannesburg because <laughs> that Hulkbuster, I remember seeing that and thinking... That was the coolest thing ever. What did you say? The Hulk, Hulk Buster is the Hulk name Buster? of. It's the name of uh, that armor that, oh, okay. that Tony Stark's wearing. Yeah, I, like it's it's designed for the sole purpose of trying to contain him. Yes, it came out of Veronica, which is what they said they designed. Yeah, um, and I didn't get this. I had to look it up. Uh, it's a reference to Archie, uh, the comics, okay. because um, already Bruce Banner's got a kind of sort of girlfriend, although they don't talk about her anymore. Betty Ross. And it was uh, Archie has Betty and Veronica, and they're like in a love triangle. So Veronica's for the other half of Bruce uh, Banner. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. So I, I didn't I didn't pick up on that. I, I didn't read the Archie comics, but I was reading about it today, and I I came across that, and I was like, oh, that's pretty clever. Yeah, that's funny. So it's 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 two pieces. It's it comes down like a cage, I guess, just to try to hold him for like a minute. Yeah. <laughs> so that um, Iron Man, I guess, could be deployed because uh-huh. he might not always be there. Right. And uh, and then he gets that big heavy suit, and it like stays hovering. It's in the background in a lot of shots, just following them around. Yeah, and like a, dispatching additional parts as the whole uh-huh. like, rips it a piece. Yeah, I, I love it. Uh, I like that it its arm functioned like it knew like it was designed to like catch a punch essentially. Yeah, try yeah. to like grab a hold of his arm and just like <laughs> eat, like medevac him out. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> I love that. I loved how mad he got when his arm got like captured in it. You yeah. know, <laughs> you gotta think there's a piece of him that remembers making it. Yeah, <laughs> and being like, oh man, <laughs> this is ruining even more fun. mad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, so I'm still confused as to like how much of Banner is in there, like when he's hulking out. Because yeah. it seems like, you know, Natasha can calm him down and, like, talk him back to human form. Mm-hmm. We saw that, which was cool, by the way, to see. It was the first time we saw him going from Hulk to human, I yeah. think, right? Um, we, But, like, definitely not with as much, like, in the snow, broad daylight yeah. seeing it. I yeah, think there yeah. might have been, like, you know, some, and, like, maybe some extreme close-up shots of, yeah. like, his, like, legs shrinking or something. Right. But, like, this was, like, full-on seeing it happen. It was pretty cool. Yeah, like that. So, I... It, but then at the end, the very end, uh, you know, she's on the 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 call with him when he's in the ship by himself, and yeah. she's like, "You got to turn off the cloaking so we can yeah. you know, figure out where you are." And like, she's kind of trying trying to talk him down, but in Hulk form, he flips it off mm-hmm. because he's choosing to go off the grid to you know keep everybody safe. Yeah. Um, even though they've got a thing now, mm-hmm. um, he's still choosing to not go back there um to try and isolate himself and i guess his reasoning is like if i keep it in stealth mode nobody will know where i am so they can't come get me and therefore i won't be a threat to anyone Mm -hmm. but that's a lot of like complex thought and planning to go through the hulk's mind yeah i would think unless he's getting better at like melding the two Mm -hmm. like at, at, at thinking logically while he's the Hulk. Yeah. And he did have that line in the the first Avengers where he said, there's the trick. I'm always mad. Yeah. So, like, kind of like he does have the ability to turn it on at will. It's it's very interesting because he definitely, 
in the first Avengers, he was pretty good at avoiding the other superheroes, but they weren't all like friends. You know, they were just people who were together and mm-hmm. they became a team during that movie. And in this movie, they are very obviously close. Yeah. And they all like each other and they're getting along really well, at least in the beginning. And Hulk is able to avoid them and even work with them and respond to them uh-huh. and do, you know, help out. And we see like when she pushes banner into that well or whatever and yeah. then hulk comes out he smiles he's like hey thanks for bringing me back yeah. you know um so he does have this sense of and and even you saw when he was coming to and out of his that like scarlet witch vision that he had um he was looking around as hulk and seeing that he had like messed things up and he you could see him realize like yeah. i've messed up and right. he wasn't he wasn't banner he was definitely hulk um so i mean the question always will be with that character you know where does banner end and and the hulk began yeah um joss whedon who directed this film did say in interviews around this time that and there's lots of schools of thoughts and and hulk has been portrayed many different ways over the years in the Mm -hmm. comics and everything um but there's uh joss whedon subscribes to the like dr jekyll mr hyde like two different people um like split personality so like hulk is one entity and banner is another entity okay and they just happen to share the same body i gotta say i don't like that (laughs) i prefer it the other way that there's some bleed through Mm -hmm. i like the idea that he is gradually getting better at controlling the hulk part of him yeah i think that's a that's a neat thing to explore and i hope they do that what's interesting about the mcu is joss whedon's just one dude and this is the yeah. last film he directs yeah. for the mcu this was his send-off he um he had pretty much i think landed the ability especially with avengers one making like a billion dollars and, uh-huh. and this one making a billion dollars that he could have kept doing avengers movies forever but he's was like this is a little too much yeah and uh so i'm i'm what done he, what has he done since then um i think I want to say I was going to say Cabin in the Woods, but actually I think that was, that was way probably before, right? It was shot way before and came out around this time. That's right, time. because they shot it and then sat on it until who was the main guy? Chris, Chris Pine, Hems- Hemsworth. Chris, Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, that's right. Himself. It was Chris Hemsworth. He was a nobody when they he, shot that, and they waited for some other movie to come out. Uh huh. Was it one of the Marvel movies? It might have been. <laughs> okay, I remember hearing about this, and and then once that came out, they're like, oh, we got to put this movie out now. Yeah. Um, yeah, because they're like, oh, there's a set, we had a start in this all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he was he was kind of a nobody when they shot it. That's very interesting. Yeah, so that that was older. Um, I'm not sure what Joss Whedon's been up to. Um, I this didn't to me. It didn't feel like I I felt his touch on this movie mm-hmm. that much. I I mean I guess I guess it's different, you know, d- directing an intimate TV show like Firefly or something where you've got a lot of time to explore yeah. uh, the characters and the world. Whereas this, it does seem like he was brought in to do a job, and that job was to make a big-budget action flick that makes a lot of money. There's a, a joke on Community, actually, around the time when this movie was coming out, and um, one of the characters says, I'm going to go see that new Avengers movie. I'm really excited. I hear the director was really hemmed in creatively. <laughs> and because this was around, you know, this was when uh, MC was making news at how, like, the directors weren't in charge anymore. Yeah. The first couple movies, the directors definitely got to put their stamp on it. Uh-huh. But by this time, it was a full on, yeah. like, machine putting, right. these, putting these out. And there was a house style. There was a team of producers uh kevin feige leading them and they were the ones making creative decisions yeah and um so so you got somebody like joss whedon who is used to making his own creative decisions you know i could see that being part of it but yeah it doesn't surprise me that he didn't come back actually Mm -hmm. so this was his last one okay interesting um we've kind of touched on this in a couple of recent episodes but this was definitely the most explicit version of that where you have a character creating their own downfall and this was sure. Tony Stark creating Ultron and that's the whole story is yeah yeah creating Ultron trying to do one thing and it doesn't work out and they make it really explicit at the end where Ultron is just like Tony Stark in every way or in a lot of ways yeah. not every way but in a lot of ways because he makes vision and vision is a disappointment to him you uh-huh. know and like so vision kinda... is the name of, of yes of <laughs> what did I call him uh Mindstone creation creature <laughs> yeah that something. is they 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 get it. He, he's he's a character from the comics who's who's called Vision. I'm not sure how he got his name in the comics, but in this movie they they get there. They back into it by having Thor have a vision of the Mind Stone, yeah. and so that's why they refer to him as your Vision or the Vision. Uh-huh. And now he just becomes Vision after that. That's interesting. Yeah. So, uh, do, do, let's talk about him for for a while. Yeah. He's got one of the Infinity Stones in his head. Yeah. 
I would have thought that he would have been a, a lot more powerful. So he is new, um, sure. but he is incredibly powerful because they, okay. they they make a reference to it. They say um, if if he is not on our side, he may be more powerful. He's more powerful than us. Maybe all of us. Yeah. Um, I guess it just seemed like he didn't help that much in the the fight. And I guess you can explain it away. Like he did say, like, "Oh, I was born yesterday." Yeah. But he, I think he was essential. He he did the thing. Yeah, he, yeah. He he filled a role. But yeah. like, I guess I'm saying like just an infinity stone powered creature. Oh yeah, yeah. That has that like basically built itself out of like infinite knowledge of the web. Mm-hmm. Surely could have like done a little more. Well, you got you or done it by himself. Yeah. Well, Ultron also came from the Infinity Stone. Yeah. So I don't know. I I, I hear what you're saying though. Yeah. It just it it, <laughs> it, it just kind of weirded me out a little bit. Yeah. It just seemed like he was just another one of the superheroes. Mm-hmm. But he's got this crazy important thing in his brain. Maybe he was he was holding back so they would all have good self confidence. <laughs> That's really nice of him. He didn't want to damage their self esteem. Yeah. He's he's yeah. He's always looking out. He um, he's crazy looking. So that's Paul Bettany, who's the voice of Jarvis. Um, oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. They uh, when Joss Whedon knew he was gonna do Vision, he was like, "I want Paul Bettany to be Vision." He's like, "That's the only one." And yeah. we'll, we'll explain it by having Jarvis be like one of the elements in the in the cocktail that is Vision. Yeah. He's he's a couple different pieces. You know, he's uh-huh. he's uh, he's Ultron, and in a way, Tony Stark from his you know programming side. He's the Infinity Stone. Mm-hmm. He's Jarvis. He's got like Thor's lightning in him, you know, he's a nice little cocktail yeah, of everything. Exactly. Um, but so that's Paul Bettany and his uh effect is really interesting. They like approach the uncanny valley from like another way, like they almost wanted to get there. So yeah. like because he's a dude and he's wearing like prosthetic makeup, but like they layered CG like over his face uh-huh. to make him look more like otherworldly sure. and like non human, which yeah. is neat. You yeah. Know? I like that the that um his outfit sort of is representative of like all the disparate parts that he has is made up of. Like yeah. Part like as he's like talking to them. Yeah. Like he f- had the armor that he like forms and gives himself. He's pulling ideas from each of the people yeah. standing in the room. It's neat. Yeah. It's it's the most overt when he looks at Thor and copies the cape, but he does it with Iron Man too. Yeah, that's like the piece around his neck and like yeah. his chest piece is yeah, looks just is, like Iron Man. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about, what do you think about the, the party sequence when they're having a go going away party for Thor and they're all, oh, yeah. and I didn't uh, pick up that that's what, what that was, you know, for. it's interesting that you mentioned that. Cause when I was watching this movie and I've seen it a bunch of times, like a bunch of times and I'm watching it for the first time with you guys and I'm realizing like, man, some of this stuff like is kind of hard to follow. Like yeah. it happens real quick or like there's like one line and that's all you get. Yeah. And it's a, I think it's a factor of it being like so overstuffed so, and trying to fit stuff in. Like we, you know, we watched several of these movies in a short period of time and the last two before this, I don't think I had to ask for yeah. like lines to be repeated. No. Yeah. Because I didn't feel like. A, I was missing anything if I didn't quite hear a line, or B, like they took their time explaining the more important things yeah. to make sure the audience got it. Yeah. Uh, but I, there were probably three or four occasions when I had to say either to you or Megan, I had to say, "What they say? What they say?" Yeah. Just because like they would deliver like a parting line and the scene would cut, and I'd be like, "Well, uh, clearly that was important," <laughs> but they just like zip through it. Yeah. It's it's definitely it was noticeable to me this time watching. Yeah. It. I was like, if I hadn't seen this so many times and read about it, I I didn't know exactly what was going on. I would have trouble being like, you know, like it's like it's really easy to miss this stuff. Uh huh. And it's two hours and twenty minutes. That's not a short film. Yeah. And he was definitely Joss Whedon. Um, was, I mean, absolutely wanted to make it longer, but he huh. was told like, it's this or that, this or that. And so he had to choose, you know, interesting, uh, where he would cut things from. And so he ended up with the, with the film we saw, but yeah. he definitely wanted to pad things out, including that scene you don't like, which with the uh, Thor and his vision when he goes off into the little so pool in the cave. I just it, like, there was it, that really needed a few more scenes yeah. for context. Like, why did he need Eric Selvig to find this place? Yeah. Um, what is it? 
Yeah. It's, he, like, like, it's he like, called it a magic pool or something. He, he, he's called it the, I think he even called it a vision pool or the seeing pool or yeah, something, something, or something like that. with sight. And that if the water spirits accepted him, yeah. he would get his vision. Did he say spirit? I guess my brain supplied dryad, right? Uh, yeah, I don't think he said dryad. Okay. Yeah, I think he said water, water spirit. spirit. And it was, that was it. And then like the next second he's in the pool and then like the next second it's the vision again. Yeah. And it's like, a, it's like barely anything. So he wanted, he had like several like minutes to add to that. Uh-huh. And uh, I and guess they told him you can do that, but you're cutting um, Barton's farmhouse and his family. You're like cutting the entire thing. Like or part, you're cutting chunks of that oh, out okay. instead. And he's like, mm, I'll, I'll choose the farm. <laughs> he's like, huh? So he, I guess he got as just bare minimum just to get the sense that Thor was somewhere else and he saw the stones again. Okay. It was an interesting choice. I guess he really wanted to get back to there. I think, I mean, I'm not a director, uh, but if I was doing it, I would maybe cut that all together and beef up his vision on the front end. Yeah. I think if you add a, like you don't have to add minutes to that. You could add like 30 seconds to that and have him get a glimpse of the stones. But then it starts to be confusing. Like is, so they never say her name, but Scarlet Witch. Yeah. Um, what's her? Wanda. Wanda. Mm-hmm. So like Wanda kind of like zaps their minds. And I thought initially that it was like they were they were seeing something that she had purposefully like designed or pulled out of mm-hmm. their subconscious. Like mm-hmm. she would kind of dip in their, their uh, you know, unconscious mind and say, OK, you're going to vision of this and like mm-hmm. try to find like a fear or like a, yeah. s- a secret place or something to send them. And that it was all self-contained. Mm-hmm. So the idea that he would then have a vision of something that he didn't already know mm-hmm. would have bothered me. Yeah. And I still am a little bothered, I guess, by the visions. Like, how much did she control? Did she just, like, tip a domino and, like, mm-hmm. the rest of the mind yeah. did? Or, you know, I'm just... I, are they actually tapping into some sort of vision? I My headcanon is that she had a like I, a goal an end result okay and she's like i want that to happen and then their mind like invented it like a dream okay. uh, to get there because because and the reason why I, I think that it doesn't quite fit with the other ones in the uh in that ship uh, the tanker that they were in mm-hmm. uh, or the shipping boat or whatever um but when she gets tony stark in sokovia his vision obviously kickstarts this whole thing and yeah. it makes him like obsessed with like even, even more reckless and impulsive than he normally is. Right. And that's the implication that she did that. Yeah. And she has messed with his mind and, and pushed him and, and a couple characters say that to him, including Nick Fury. Um, and so my headcanon takes that and applies it to the other ones. And she was trying to like give them some sort of, some sort of, nudge that would end up pushing the avengers apart mm-hmm. um which is kind of like what everybody wants to do that's what loki wanted to do yeah as well you know yeah it seems to be the kind of your mo has to be if you're gonna fight them because they're so powerful yeah try to divide them yeah uh and you use soft power um so but, you know it's it is also like basically magic <laughs> yeah, using, yeah yeah so yeah. it's it's hard to quantify uh, it, it. it was yeah because it, it's like mind control but she's also got telekinetic powers mm-hmm. um so yeah it's kind of anything it yeah i mean and and that is kind of a thing with the stones you know like um like the tesseract is you know there's no like laser gun stone but they they use the tesseract to make a bunch of laser guns during world war ii so the the idea is that like they also are just like untapped like wells of power that can do like so are they implying that they though the two enhanced the brother and sister are like that because of the power of the i I missed that too yes okay they were enhanced from the scepter okay i got it and that's that's what hydra was doing to them and they had volunteered blah 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 so okay, I had totally. I thought that they had just found two people that had like this raw talent, and they mm-hmm. were trying to augment it and train them and help them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were when, re- they were regular dudes. And then I, uh, I, I guess I do remember them saying like they signed up or volunteered for the experiments. But I just thought I don't know. I was thinking more like in terms of what they had done, like in Guardians to Nebula and yeah, you yeah. know, like. 
they've done stuff, but it's not necessarily like magic, you know, yeah. or like the Infinity Stones power being imbued. But I, I, I get it now. Yeah, and it kind of ties back to uh, Baron von Strucker, who was uh, at the end of Winter Soldier. He yeah, was in that time, saying it was the Age of Miracles. Yeah, and it's it's clear that like he was you know smart and uh, the team there they they were able to tap into it, but they didn't understand what they were doing. Right, they were just doing it. Um, but yeah, that's that's the implication. They both got their powers from the Mind Stone. So, and the other dude, um, P- Peter. Yeah, P- Peter. Pietro. So is Peter it? is his name in the comics. Okay, it's Peter Maximoff. But uh, they went with Pietro to, for that whole Eastern European vibe. Okay, and they don't say it, but that's I heard you mention it. It's Quicksilver. Quicksilver. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they they represent Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch, uh-huh. who are twins, who are part of the Avengers, um, but also they're in the comic books they're mutants and they're linked to the x-men okay and so they it was thought that because they kind of existed in both worlds they would end up in neither um but uh the lawyers from marvel and the lawyers i mean the lawyers from disney and the lawyers from fox got together and came up with an agreement Uh that um marvel uh, disney would be able to use uh, them in the Avengers movies as long as they weren't referred to as mutants and um, they they couldn't talk about their father who is Magneto who is oh. a character in, in the X-Men and so they couldn't talk about any of that stuff they had to be augmented in some other way um, but other than that they were okay to use interesting yeah so and I, I don't know if it was part of it if Quicksilver had to just be the one movie if that's why they got rid of him or if um, they just wanted to kind of like up the stanks, uh, stanks, up, <laughs> up the, the stanks, up the stanks, up the stakes, and uh, have somebody die. I tell you what, when I first watched this movie, I thought for sure Hawkeye was going to eat it. Oh yeah, I did too. I really they, did. They were writing that hard. Yeah, I mean, they took their time to like make you care about him. Yeah. Um, make and him they somehow make sense, which is really yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm glad they did. Yeah. Um. Because he didn't make a lot of sense. Yeah. And he was kind of the, the odd man out a lot of times. And I'm glad they addressed that. And he kind of like said it. It was like, yeah. you know, he said it a couple of occasions. He said it to his wife. Uh, like, you know, you don't. You don't fe- think they need me. And she was like, no, I think they do. And that's what's scary. Yeah. She's like, you know, it's scary that they need you. because, But. And then somebody else was joking, I think, about Hawkeye. And they were like, he's the glue. Yeah, it was. It was. um it was Black Widow, and it was the beginning of the movie. And she said, "Pretending to care about, uh, pretending to need him is what holds this team together." <laughs> <laughs> Just to give him a hard time. Yeah, but uh, I think that there's like something to that. Maybe that he's just kind of like a normal guy presence yeah. among yeah. that kind of like balances everyone. He is. He is. Um, I you know he's seen some stuff. He's a soldier. He's like you know would be like beyond like special forces yeah you know, absolutely with his work in shield and he's you know hand-to-hand combat and right he 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 has used guns before in other like pieces you know you see him with a gun but like uh-huh. he chooses the bow and arrow because guns are too easy <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. and he gets bored uh-huh. <laughs> so like, that's the level he's at yeah and um he uh, but he's he's a pretty like undamaged like because reg- he's not like Black Widow. She's a super assassin, but clearly has like all kinds of issues that yeah. really come out in this movie. Yeah. Um. But he's like got a wife and kids and yeah. thinks about how he's gonna remodel his house. Right. And, like he's pretty normal sauce. Yeah. And like he's the only one on the team that's like that. Yeah. Everybody else has some severe like mental hangups. So the second act where it really slows down when they go to the safe house is both my least favorite and maybe my favorite part of the movie. I, I mentioned the bank third being my favorite and the middle dragging, but I think those scenes at the farm are so important. They are. Uh, it, 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 to me, you know what it reminded me of? Even when I was watching it, I was like, this is exactly like the first Ninja Turtles movie. <laughs> I knew you were going to say it. I just had a flash <laughs> of it. I was like, he's going to talk about the Ninja Turtles. I like, I mean, they go to a farmhouse and kind of like <laughs> drop off the grid and like make sure everybody's healthy and like sort of get a plan. Yeah. And like people are going through some stuff and you get some emotional reveals and you have conversations and like yeah. that's what was happening here. And like it, it, I mean, it was really important mm-hmm. and you learn a lot and I'm glad I know those things, mm-hmm. but was it riveting to watch? No. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah I, you know, there were some good bits. I really liked the Natasha, Bruce Banner, um, you know, will they, won't they kind of mm. romance thing. Yeah. 
Um, I thought it made sense. I thought it, I thought that worked. Yeah. Um, I think the Black Widow and Captain America stuff, they were kind of hinting at, and like re-watching Winter Soldier, I realized they weren't really pushing it, you they, know? Yeah, they were more just kind of flirting. And, and but friendly, she's trying to set him up with other people. Yeah. And like, and, and that's kind of really where it lands is yeah. like, she's like, promise you're going to call that girl? Yeah. Yeah. And I remember at the time watching it thinking they were like, oh, they have like kind of a thing. And like in this movie being kind of surprised that it was her and Bruce Banner, uh-huh. I'm like, what happened to... And they, they, they do address that at the party. Yeah. But um, rewatching that, you realize, oh, that's what, definitely what they were going for and it works. And... But if they had been pushing a relationship, I don't know that it would have worked, you know, yeah. between uh, Captain and her. But her and Bruce Banner make a lot of sense, you yeah. know, because she wouldn't go for somebody like Steve Rogers anyway. You know, he's like too together. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he's too wholesome. Yeah. Yeah. She needs somebody like Bruce Banner who's just, he's kind of messed up, you know, yeah. but he's, but he's a, I mean, he's a good guy. But also he, he would understand her messed upness. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. They go together. I, I like her description of him as uh, she's only ever known fighters and that's all she's ever been around and hung around. And this is a guy who, you know, always walks away from the fight because he knows he'll always win it. Yeah. And and, you know, that's that's true about yeah. him. You know, he's it's like he's not not interested in winning the fight. You what, know? what does he say? Sounds like an awesome guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's like, sounds awesome. Or <laughs> and then she says he's also a major dork. <laughs> I forgot about that line. That was really funny. There were some good lines in it. Yeah. It's just so funny. Like, when we take all these pieces by themselves, I'm like, yeah, that was great. And that was great. Yeah. And that was great. It's just, they don't fit together it right. Fit right, yeah. It's I, like I a, totally agree. It just, it's like a, I don't know, a paint by numbers and, like, some of the colors were off. I I feel like this could have almost been two movies, you know? Okay, yeah. Uh, I think that maybe would have breathed or, or something. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I don't have anything to back that up. I started either. to get, honestly, like, a little... The the whole end action sequence was great because like the it was clear what was going on, but I started to get a little tired of some of the action, mm-hmm. um, which I I was surprised at. Yeah, but like, uh, you know, at, when they were fighting, when they were trying to um, abduct the the half finished body, yeah, I it just that. kept going. Yeah, yeah, that that sequence is not my favorite. Um, that motorcycle she's on is pretty cool though. Yeah, I mean they were cool bits. Yeah, you know there's always cool bits. So all right, here's the other thing. So let's talk about the um the whole like evacuating civilians, and you talked about it at the top of the episode that like that's the sort of the first time that they've really shown that. Um, mm-hmm. And well, I it's for so much for they, so much. They, yeah. they do a couple lines of it in the first Avengers. Uh-huh. They like they and they reference it a little bit, but like this was like the whole reason they were there was to do this. Yeah. Cause, yeah, cuz Steve's yelling at the police officers in the yeah. first one to like get people out of there. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, yeah. So but at the same time, you know in all these big battles like there's tons of oh, casualties. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like it just seems convenient to not care about it sometimes and then to care about it when it's like too many yeah like what's their number like yeah is it like a few dozen or a few hundred get killed in like trying to kill or trying to grab ultron's body mm. like they were just you know going wild on a freeway like yeah. just the people number of people in those car accidents yeah like, yeah. yeah that's true um you know i just it, it just seems weird to think that like they should have cut to a scene with a guy who works at the insurance company and his phone's ringing. He's like, oh my gosh, what's going on on the freeway? And then it's just hours of him filling out paperwork. Yeah, that would have made it. That would have made the movie make more sense for me. Yeah, I think that's what you were saying. Yeah, I think it is. I need that character. Um, so how about how about uh, Rhodey coming back in this movie? That's good. I'm glad to see him. I was so glad to see him. Yeah, he, he does such a great job with his the uh, like comic relief. Yeah, him, him telling his War Machine story. Yeah. I love that bit so much. Yeah, it was really funny. Um, that's all I could think about when we were watching Iron Man 2 was that boom you looking for this <laughs> it wouldn't have made any sense to you until this one um, and then Sam who's not in it that much but they definitely have uh, Falcon in here and he talks about how he's um, looking for Bucky still uh-huh. like he's got a line at the party which is neat you know it's like oh that's still happening yeah um, and they- you still you saw Agent Hill was still yeah and, and so I'm glad I I I feel like I called it. I need to go listen to that other episode. I think I called that she was still going to sort of secretly be working for S.H.I.E.L.D. Or yeah, like, and you called that S.H.I.E.L.D. would be still basically a thing, yeah. just not called S.H.I.E.L.D. anymore. Yeah. And, like, that's what happened. You know, yeah, they, yeah. they pulled the, the 
the helicarrier out, but nobody seemed to mind because they were doing something useful. Right. <laughs> they were they were helping save people. It was yeah. a very unambiguous rescue mission. Yep. And uh, and I like that line of of uh, Cap- Captain America saying uh, is what Shield's supposed to be. Yeah. And I thought that was that was a nice touch. Mm-hmm. And, but it, it, I guess it does show uh, at the end that they have sort of officially reformed Shield because uh, it does say the little tagline when they cut to the base says Shield headquarters. Did it? Yeah. Or Shield base. Huh. Yeah, it said Shield. Okay. Um. So, and that's the one I remember seeing in Ant Man. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I really liked when that scene we that wasn't great where Captain America's fighting Ultron. Mm-hmm. Um, I did like when uh, Black Widow tells him to keep Ultron busy, and yeah. he's like, "What do you think I've been doing?" <laughs> like he was so annoyed, yeah. and it was really. I actually made a note: annoyed Captain America is funny. <laughs> Um, so did you pick up on all the tension between uh, Captain America and Iron Man yeah. in this one? Yeah. They, like, not only did they have words a couple times, and it's clear they, like, even at the very beginning, when Captain like when Captain America calls out Tony Stark for his language, mm-hmm. he, like, they, they just have this kind of, like, they're at odds, and they end it on a good place. Yeah. But they, like, straight up are, like, in a fist fight during the vision creation scene remember that like uh oh yeah 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 yeah. like because like, he comes in and tries to yeah, stop them yeah well, and he's convinced that he is doing something that's going to end the world essentially yeah so like you actually for a second see the avengers fracture and split. yeah and and like yeah so tony straight up shoots him with a, a repulsor blast yeah and then like puts a suit on is like all right let's fight yeah and like they trade blows for a minute and it's kind of nuts yeah and they like they drop it once vision's created and it turns out to be fine right but uh it's interesting to see those those cracks you know yeah um all right so we're, we're uh i think we're ready to move on unless there's anything else um to no okay mcu pop quiz time okay it's time for mcu pop quiz yeah in california what <laughs> why it's, did it california? it's a california surfing song oh really <laughs> Is it like Pearl Jam? <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a Northwest uh, surfing sure, yeah. song. Yeah, but a little grunge, north of California grunge surfing song. So in this movie, Tony Stark is depicted as creating Ultron. In the comics, another superhero creates Ultron with the best of intentions, only to have it blow up in his or her face. Who was it? Hmm. A. Hank Pym, the original Ant Man. Okay. B, Mr. Fantastic from the Fantastic Four. Mm. C, Professor X, leader of the X-Men. Mm. Or D, Dr. Helen Cho, featured in this film. Hmm. I'm going to say Dr. Helen Cho. Incorrect. It's actually Hank Pym. What? Yeah. Uh, that was Hank Pym's like most famous thing in the comics, or one of them, besides being Ant-Man, was creating Ultron. Huh. And uh, they couldn't do it for this one because they hadn't introduced him yet. Yeah. And... They were doing kind of a different take on a Hank Pym, uh, and Ant-Man was one of the founding members of the Avengers, which we've talked about on a previous yeah. episode. Um, but And you've actually already seen Ant-Man. Right. Uh, we watched it together. But um, in that one, Hank Pym is older, mm-hmm. and uh, Scott Lang is Ant-Man, who was uh, uh, basically the second Ant-Man in the comics. Yeah. So they do a cool thing to have that generational thing. I think it works really well in the movie. Yeah. But because of that, you can't really have Hank Pym... You know, because like, where would he have yeah. come from? I, I think that I think the way they've chosen to do it makes perfect sense. It does. Um, so the the movie gets its name Age of Ultron from a comic book, um, like a mini event uh, in the comics uh, that actually came out in 2013. So it was fairly oh, wow. recent. This movie came out in 2015. Okay, but the comic uh, series was nothing like this movie at all. It revolves around time travel, where a small group of heroes. Um, well, Ultron has taken over the world. It's Mm-mm. they they thought they defeated it uh, last time, but he just went away, got stronger, came back. When he he he, Ultron kind of figured out like, hey, I keep going against the Avengers, 
or the rest of the world and getting my butt kicked. So why don't I just stay away long enough so that when I come back, I can completely overpower them. Uh-huh. Like I always like engage them too early. Yeah. And it, it, he finally like wised up. So he came back and just completely overran the earth. So a, a small group of heroes who are still alive decide they need to go back in time and kill Hank Pym, one of their own. Oh, wow. Before he creates Ultron. It's the only way. Uh-huh. And they do that. Uh, it features uh, Sue Storm, who's from uh, Fantastic Four, okay, and who's the Invisible Woman, and Wolverine, and a couple other ones. But they go back in time, they kill Hank Pym, and go back to the future, and it's way worse. <laughs> uh, without Hank Pym, he who had been contributed in a lot of other ways after he created Ultron, uh, the, the future, even though it's Ultron-free, is terrible. Oh, and, wow uh iron man is like kind of like this fascist leader and like shield is like oppressive and has like basically taken over the whole world uh in the guise of like protecting yeah Uh, it's really really interesting but absolutely nothing like this movie at all and so then they have to go back and be like okay do we do we have to now we have to stop ourselves from killing hank pym Uh the whole thing it's pretty dark actually uh you look like you're gonna say something yeah no i was just thinking about the logistics so that's i mean that's just taking some liberties with like causality and stuff oh yeah it's a comic book yeah (laughs) (laughs) if they did kill him and had memories of killing him then they couldn't not okay never mind yeah then their memory would in doing so i guess they would their memory would change to them having been stopped when they went back the first time i guess yeah or they're just creating multiple timelines yeah you know and of course you got the whole marvel uh you know multiverse so it almost doesn't even matter yeah yeah you know that whole like yeah multiple timelines string theory stuff just explains everything and like i mean it's the most yeah whatever the idea is i guess those multiverses always existed killing them not killing them it's just which one do you want to live in right yeah yeah <laughs> i guess and, and you doing things is a way of traveling between them i right. guess i don't know that's exactly what it seems like <laughs> um so so wait, wait. i i wanted to also comment that i wonder like if these comic book writers who are now writing for marvel and like the avengers and these characters knowing that they're making these movies i wonder if they're like when they're writing they're they've got like half a mind about like what would make a cool movie yeah i i mean it wouldn't surprise me you know like just hoping that their ideas get into it yeah these these a lot of these uh movies are mined from comic book stories and and this one only took the name but there have been a lot of cool movies that Mm -hmm. went back and said like oh this series from like the 80s or this version from the 90s i mean the Infinity Saga is the name of the series, and there was a series of comics called Infinity War. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's a thing. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, we are in Aaron's Trivia Corner, by the way. We've been in Aaron's Trivia Corner. We've been waiting here for you. <laughs> so um, James Spader, uh, who's absolutely fantastic in this film it was so funny i love there's a line i didn't get really a laugh from you but he interrupts dr helen cho who is uploading him into vision's body and which she says it shouldn't be too long he's like and how long would that be i'm not being pushy oh yeah <laughs> I just i love that and his mannerisms he actually um they were gonna contract him to just be the voice of um ultron like bradley cooper was just the voice of rocket yeah and have somebody else do the motion capture. But he was like, no, I want to do the motion capture too. All right, cool. So he came out there and they had kind of invented a new way of doing motion capture. Before what they used to do is they did your body motion capture uh, in one session and they had to do another session, do it all over again. But it was just you standing in front of a camera and that was just your face. And that's how they did that. But they had like the rigs they had to wear were insane where they had like dots all over their face and wearing these crazy suits. They have cameras like around their neck that are pointed at their face the whole time. So it captures face and uh motion all in the same thing so it's more efficient and it's easier um for the actors well although i don't know how easy it is for the actor they're in that getup, but they don't have to do the same thing twice and yeah um and he insisted on it he he uh because ultron's like eight feet tall so he had these red tennis balls like three feet over his head so Uh people knew where to look when he was talking (laughs) but apparently his performance was so captivating that everybody was constantly like looking they, they, they didn't want to miss it they're like <laughs> what is he doing and they wanted to look at his face 
Um, in fact, apparently his very first take when it was over, everybody uh, burst into applause because <laughs> it was so good. That's funny. Yeah. Um, I, uh, so I was really happy to be him. I really, I can't imagine anybody else doing Ultron yeah. but him. He's he's so good. Um, Ulysses Claw is introduced in this film, um, and he's traditionally associated with Black Panther. And oh yeah, that guy. Yeah, and Megan pointed out like, oh, that's the guy for Black Panther. So we, yeah, he, he came on screen. Uh-huh. Uh, and he gets his arm cut off. Yep. There's sort of like an unofficial um, thing that Kevin Feige has said about phase two, where he wants it to be kind of like a uh, sympathetic with uh, Empire Strikes Back and that every in every movie, somebody loses a limb. <laughs> okay. And in this one, loses called uh, loses his arm. But in like every movie, um, there's a version of that. And so like in Iron Man 3, um killian gets his arm cut off okay uh aldrich killian gets his arm cut off and in thor 2 and that like illusion that loki makes he cuts off thor's hand oh i don't remember that okay. yeah bucky uh lost his arm yeah and uh and then in guardians of the galaxy there's one too oh groot gets his arms hacked off and oh so yeah 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 it's it's in everyone it's kind of neat you know yeah um interesting and they definitely they said they were doing that on purpose uh-huh and my last little bit of trivia um they wanted loki to be in this movie this is the uh avengers movie because he was had been in the other avengers movie but he wasn't in this one and they wanted to bring him in but it didn't quite work out and so because they wanted him to be in the uh the vision that thor had okay um but they he, he his schedule couldn't make it work so they brought in heimdall they brought in Idris Elba to do it which uh-huh. was great i thought he was really good in it um but then at the, like the last minute tom hiddleston became available uh-huh. so they did like reshoots and they were like let's bring him in they showed it to test audiences and because of loki and his like uh, importance in the story uh-huh. they were confused and they were like so if loki is controlling ultron how come he's only in this one scene and like that's obviously not what was happening but they yeah. were they were like they couldn't get past the fact that loki was just a vision in thor's mind they're like he must be behind it somehow uh-huh. and so they're like you know what? we just gotta cut it <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's not working so but i thought that was really interesting yeah. i hadn't heard that I, I read that for the first time huh so um this segment, we talk about how it fits in the larger narrative. Um, it's pretty obvious on an Avengers movie. I yeah. mean, th- that's what these are, right. <laughs> these Avenger movies. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we did see a really interesting thing about uh, at the, the end credit scene. Yeah, so you, you see Thanos, and he puts on this glove or gauntlet, mm-hmm. uh, I guess, and it's got like little empty things on the knuckles for presumably where the stones are going to go when he gets them all. Ooh. <laughs> Did I nail it? Yeah, it's called the Infinity Gauntlet. Infinity Gauntlet. All yeah, right, there it is. A, it's a big piece of the comic books. Okay. Uh, there's, um, and that's exactly what it's for. It's for controlling and harnessing the power of the Infinity Stones. And so hit the line he says was, all right, I guess I'll do it myself. Yeah. So, um, interestingly enough, I mean, so I wonder if he was watching this conflict thinking like, you know, I'm going to let Ultron do what he wants in, in Earth and then I'm just going to swoop in and take that stone from him. Probably. <laughs> and and uh, so it's interesting that... Um, and So he's at least aware of the Avengers at this point. I mean, if we, if we, if we think about it and we go back to Avengers, uh, he sent Loki to Earth with the scepter, which we now know was the Mind Stone. Yeah, so he he had one. And he, he had lost one. It. Yeah, he sent Loki down there. He says, "Take this, go down there, bring me the Tesseract," which we now know is another one. Yeah, so he was gonna use one to get another. Right, and uh, lost them both. Yeah, <laughs> and that must have been when the Avengers got on his radar because right. the other yeah, and that sure. says to to um you know Earth wasn't the cowering you know wretches we were promised. Uh huh, and uh. That's when they fight back, but yeah, and he and he sent Ronan to get the orb as yeah. well. Uh-huh. So he he I guess is sick of other people, you know, failing to do his bidding. Right. So he's, I guess this scene implies he's going to take a more direct hand. So in. I'm interested to see how that's going to go. Um, let's see where the characters are. Where do we leave everybody? Hulk's on a jet plane. Yep, and he's leaving. On a jet plane. I actually plane. wrote that down. Hulk leaves on a jet plane. Yeah. 
Um, don't know when he'll be back again. We don't know when he'll be back again. Although Nick Fury speculates that his plane might have splashed down by Fiji. Yeah. Um, Thor leaves to find the Infinity Stones. Maybe he'll run into Thanos. Yeah. <laughs> what is that face? <laughs> I don't know. Just, I don't know. Yeah. Um, so Tony Stark retires I, I, for like the second time or third time, maybe. Yeah, he says he's he's tapping out. Quits, yeah. And Captain America is leading the new Avengers, yeah. which now include Falcon uh-huh. officially, War Machine, yep. Vision, yep. and Scarlet Witch. So yeah. it's like an all new team. Yeah, it's kind of except neat. for Black Widow and Captain America. Presumably Hawkeye's retired as well. Yeah, and uh, and Thor's gone, and Thor, you know, is kind of like not coming back because that was the idea with. Um, they only got back together to raid Hydra bases to try to find the scepter uh-huh. because they had the scepter. They thought shield had it and everything was good. When they find out Hydra was a thing that Hydra really has. it, Yeah. And that's yeah. pretty much the only reason he came back. That's right. And that's what the goodbye party was for. So, yeah. okay. So now he's kind of left for yeah. good. It, it's clear. He's not interested in making earth his permanent residence. Yeah. Um, so he's out again. So that's kind of where everybody is. Uh, plausibly scattered to the winds so that they can't be assembled in a in a minute. But we do have six new Avengers, so maybe they'll be showing up in yeah. every movie. Um, so let's go to Affinity Watch. Let's, okay, let's uh, let's talk about these stones. So let's. the existing stones, yep. the Tesseract and okay. Asgard. Tesseract and Asgard, and that's the blue one. Yeah. So that's gotta be that's gotta be the Frost Stone. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's gotta be the Ocean one. There's no ocean stone. The ether is on nowhere. Yep. As far as we know, it's still there. And the orb is on Xandar. Yeah. And the mind stone is on Earth inside Vision's head. All right. So we've got space stone, uh-huh. soul stone. All right. Reality the soul stone. stone is the purple one. No. All right. Just tell me. <laughs> so this is what was speculated at the time. All right. Okay. People thought um, the blue stone might be the space stone because okay. it was making portals. Um, the portal. That, sure. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that was the big speculation there. People were really divided on what the the ether was because uh-huh. it didn't really it like you know what did it, it was do? very vague yeah. in what it did. So right. people were people were like maybe soul stone, you know. Maybe it's, uh, you know, who knows? Who knows what it is? Yeah. Probably not the time stone people were thinking. Yeah. But it was a little vague. Uh-huh. Um, but when Guardians of the Galaxy came out uh, and people saw that purple stone, and what made it t- tricky, by the way, is the stones all have specific colors in the comic books, uh-huh. but they don't correspond to the colors. Oh, they mix them up. In, yeah, they change the colors a little bit. So that's why people weren't able to just one-to-one do it. Yeah. Okay. But when people saw that purple stone, they were like, I bet that's the power stone. Power stone. Okay. Because of what it's, you know, was portrayed as doing, but yeah. they didn't know because the, the, uh, the ether also had kind of like a world ending kind of vibe yeah, to it. Yeah. Um, but that's the prevailing theory, but the Tesseract people were like, you know what? I bet that's the space stone. Okay. Is that true? I don't know. We'll have to watch and oh, find out. Oh gosh. So, uh, Nick, we didn't talk about this last time. Yeah. But what is? Um, well, let's do this. We're, let's talk about the next week's film first. Okay. How much do you know about next week's film? I don't know what it is. Well, you know a lot about it. You've watched it. Oh, is it finally Ant Man? It's Ant Man. It's Ant Man. Yeah. This is the last movie of Phase Two. That's Ant- an interesting. Sh- okay. Yeah. It's a falling action. Yeah. Um. And I, they didn't want to start phase three with it, I guess. Okay. <laughs> uh, and it goes. And what constitutes the end and beginning of a phase? Just them saying that. Yeah. So okay. So <laughs> you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, but it has to go after Age of Ultron. Plot wise. Ah. Uh, okay. So I again, this is going to be one of those things where yeah. Now I and I haven't seen that. I think I've only seen it the one time. Yeah. Um, and so I don't at all recall anything that relates to like any of this other stuff. You, you probably wouldn't have, you probably would have, your main, your brain would have been like, I don't understand that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. If I, if it didn't like compute, like, yeah, I would have like just not logged it at all. Yeah. Uh, I do remember when we watched Ant-Man the first time and it opens up, uh, in the, in like the eighties, 
Um, and it's like a flashback to when Hank Pym was a younger man. Okay. And you see like a older Howard Stark and Peggy Carter and it's like the early, not the early days of shield. It's like the middle days of shield, okay. you know, but they're all still around. The founders are, um, and you were like, oh man, this makes me care about this. <laughs> these movies. Because you like were you were like sucked in in the beginning. You're like, yeah. what what is this scene? Like what's going on here? <laughs> so uh so what would you say your uh Nick's Marvel interest meter? We we left it off last episode. Where 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 were you then and where are you now? Oh, we did left it off last episode? We did. Oh, bummer. Well, I'd say after last episode it was still pretty high. Um, you know, I love Guardians and and that's always a a, a a fun romp. So uh, that was pretty. It was high then. I'd say it's still pretty high now. After, despite this being not as good as I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. But I don't even feel comfortable saying that. Like <laughs> it's funny that you say like people rank this one towards the bottom. And I guess like if I sat there and did it, I probably would too. But again, like we said, there's nothing specifically I can point to. It just yeah. didn't add up. Yeah. It's it's still a really good movie. Right. I'm always excited to watch it. Like so it's fun. I'll, I'll say that it, you know that dampened it a little bit, but not really. I'm excited okay. to see what happens next. It's almost kind of like yeah, we got this out of the way. Let's get yeah, into yeah, some yeah. more good stuff. And it had a lot of stuff in it that you needed to see. Exactly, stuff that needed to happen. We needed to know. It's uh-huh. kind of set up a few things. Yeah, let's get moving. Well, Nick, sun's getting real low, big guy. Oh yeah, it's getting dark. But Nick. You got to watch this. Thanks for listening to our podcast. We want to hear from you. You can reach out to us on email at you got to watch this podcast at gmail.com. You can also reach us at Facebook or Instagram at you got to watch this podcast or on Twitter at gotta underscore watch. Thanks.